Welcome to another hour of Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today, pianist Fanya Lin is here with us. She's an award-winning artist from Taipei, Taiwan, who recently graduated from Weber State University and is about to move to New York City to earn her master's degree at Juilliard, which is a very exciting time for her. Congratulations. A little bit of background on Fanya Lin. She was a very remarkable child, in fact, so drawn to the piano at a very young age, her mother never even needed to tell her to practice. And when she was nine, the decision was made to enroll her in an accelerated music program where she studied the piano, the piccolo, and the flute. And since coming to the United States, Fanya Lin has won a number of awards. Among them, most recently, she was honored with the Best Performance Award at the Winners' Concert of the American Protégé International Competition. And that performance also marked her Carnegie Hall debut. She's taken first in the Snowy Range Piano Competition and third in the Beethoven Club International. She's also a national first-place winner of the MTNA Steinway Young Artist Piano Competition. This is a very tough competition. It drags on over quite a few days, and the contestants are usually masters and doctoral students. But as an undergraduate, Fanya Lin won. And then she donated her prize, an upright Steinway piano, to Weber State University, and then played two more benefit concerts so the piano could be exchanged for a seven-foot Steinway grant for the university. That sort of made her a local hero. Well, let's start with some music here. We'll be listening to a piece by Bach. This was written in 1714. It's his Toccata in C minor.
Box, Toccata in C Minor, performed by Fanya Lin. You are listening to Highway 89, a live recital program from the studios of BYU Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Fanya Lin, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for inviting me. Boy, one of the hallmarks of those pieces by Bach are those overlapping lines. It was such a joy. I wish everyone could see the way you perform that and just sometimes hunching down and then swaying back and forth, just the opening and closing. It's it's very fun to watch you as well as hear you. Thank you. Very Thank expressive. You, very much. you just got back to the U.S. from a month-long trip home to Taiwan. Yes. And uh, that must have been wonderful. Yes, it's pretty relaxing and a lot of good food. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And uh, do you do you take a vacation from practicing when you're home like that? Um, well, it's really hard to kind of maintain my routine while I'm back home because there's so many distractions. But I still try to play through my program and practice just a little bit while I was at home. Tell me about coming to Weber State. Uh, it's a great university, but it doesn't get the attention that Juilliard or Oberlin get other schools where you were accepted. How did you find it? Um, I really like my professor, Dr. Yujen Yang, and I met her two years before I started applying for universities. And originally, my plan was to go to East Coast. However, after a couple master classes and also piano lessons with her, I just really enjoyed her style of teaching and her ideas towards music and towards piano. So I kind of choose here because of her. And also, when I was visiting Weber State University, I really liked the environment. It's very friendly, and everyone is really nice and encouraging. So I really enjoyed my stay. I was there for two days when I did my audition here at Weber State. And that's kind of why I chose Weber State. So now that graduation is coming around, you're still glad with your choice? Yes, Yes. I heard that that you had a, a lesson before your a first audition and that the next morning your teacher or, or uh, your current teacher, that she was totally amazed that you remembered all the notes she had given. How did you do that all in one night? Well, it was... It was kind of interesting because we arrived um, in Utah pretty late that night and she was still energetic. And so I asked if I could have a lesson with her and she was very generous and gave me a lesson until past midnight. So (laughs) it was kind of, um, it it was really life-changing and a lot of things that I've never thought about she taught me. And most importantly, she teaches me how to listen in between the notes and also the color changes and the tone and the ring. So I think that was very helpful for me. And it was so inspiring that I just want to change everything that she told me. And it's just what feels right for me. Well, they must have been very, very impressed. Uh, she says of you, and I'm quoting your teacher now, speaking of Fanya Lin, she's so remarkably elevated the reputation of Weber State University in the U.S. and abroad that she's brought more prestige to the school through her piano playing than any music student in the 20 years I've been teaching here. That is high praise indeed from a teacher. Uh, we'll hear a piece now from Russian composer Alexander Skriabin, his Sonata Number no. 2. We'll be listening to the first movement, and uh, it, this was a piece written over a five-year period. It's two movements for, actually, for very large hands. Uh, 
reaches of a twelfth sometime. I'm so curious how this is going to work. And we'll hear Fania Lin performing the Sonata Number no. 2, the first movement by Scriabin. Thank you. 
Live from the Classical 89 Studios, that was the first movement of Scriabin's Sonata No. 2, Opus 19, performed by our special guest today, Fania Lin. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you are listening to Highway 89. Fania Lin is an award-winning artist from Taipei, Taiwan. She recently graduated from Weber State University and is getting ready to go to New York for her master's degree at Juilliard. She also released a CD entitled Emerging on the Isomike label that came out in 2012 and included performances at the Rocky Mountain Audio Fest. And at that performance, some of the people who were present posted online following those CD release appearances. Here's one. I am not a classical music lover, but she was one of the most amazing and talented artists I've ever heard. And another wrote, I couldn't pass the area. Whenever she was practicing, I would have to take a seat near the Steinway piano and sit spellbound as she played. The intensity of her playing and that sound coming from the Steinway Grand was amazing. But we'll hear a pair of etudes now. The first, Etude Opus 25, Number 6 by Chopin, a technical study that focuses on very fast trilling thirds and chromatic scales. I think we're going to work out every single key tonight on the piano. Followed by an etude by Franz Liszt. In Italian, it's the little bell, la campanella. This is the third of six of his grand Paganini etudes. So now, Etude Opus 25, Number 6 by Chopin. Thank you. 
Fania Lin performing La Campanella, and before that, an etude of Chopin, live on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. That last one has so many large intervals that if it wasn't so beautiful, it would be torture to make pianos, pianists uh, play. Do you love playing those pieces? Yes, uh, I absolutely love those pieces. Even though they were written as studies, it's just amazing to me how artistic they are. What do you look for when you're trying to bring to life something that is a study? You know, it's not about a mountain scene or something. Uh, it, it's very abstract. Yes, I believe so. But um, I think the hardest part of studies like etudes is to make them sound musical rather than just technical. 
And I've played both of the etudes for a long time. Actually, I started learning it when I was just in high school. And it kind of grows as I grew up, and it just became part of me. And still, I want to improve even more with, with all the pieces that I'm doing. Well, it's just astounding. <laughs> Beautifully done. I think you're still catching your breath yes. <laughs> from that. We're going to hear another Chopin piece in a moment. Uh, is he a favorite of yours? Yes. The Chopin Ballad number four is uh, a very special piece for me. And actually, it has a very um, special stories that I usually think about. And Chopin once said that, um, like, what's like the most, the saddest thing in the world is when you look back into happy memories and realizing it's just a memory and, and mm. no longer exists. And um, so that's usually what I think about when I play that piece. And also um, because of the Poland Revolution, he's, I believe his friend and one of his teachers died while he was um, kind of composing this piece. So it's very, it's kind of sad, but he just make it so pretty at the same time. Mm. Well, I've heard you're preparing to compete at the 2015 Chopin International uh, Piano Competition, and that takes place in Poland. What pieces would you prepare for that competition? Um, there are a lot of repertoire requirements. For example, um, all the contestants will have to learn a couple etudes, and basically all of the piano works um, written by Chopin. So we will need Polonaise as well, and sonatas, concertos, and mazurkas, probably waltz, and some nocturnes, and some people will choose preludes. So it's a wide variety for well, that competition. I'm looking forward to hearing this next piece. We'll let you take your place and uh, and catch your breath. This is an athletic event here t tonight. Oh, John Ogden, a famous English pianist of the last century, he said of this next piece, quote, this is the most exalted, intense, and sublimely powerful of all Chopin's compositions. It contains a lifetime in its few minutes. This is Ballade Number no. 4 in F minor, Opus 52 by Frederick Chopin.
music by Chopin, his ballade number four, performed by our guest today, Fania Lin. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you are listening to Highway 89 on Classical 89. Fania, the level of excellence is truly inspiring. I feel like I'm watching the Olympics. I just want to get better at something just from hearing what, what you've done. I know that's natural talent, but also combined with endless hours of, of practice and study. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, thank you for playing for us. Why do you love playing the piano? Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I started playing the piano when I was four, like formally learning it. But I actually have a picture of me playing the piano when I was just one. So <laughs> it has always been part of my life. And actually, my parents are both musicians. So they've always loved music, and it's just part of in the family thing. And my mom used to be a piano teacher, mm. and my dad plays drums, so they used to play in a rock band together. <laughs> well, your mom said she never needed to tell you to practice when you were young, and was there ever a time you thought, oh, this, this just takes too much time, it's not worth it? Um, I don't think I ever really think that, but there are times when it's really difficult, when I will practice for hours and hours and I just don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Or there will be times that I want to do something else, but it's it's practicing piano is in the daily life. And in order to keep up with all the techniques and musicalities, you have to practice every day. So sometimes it would be a little bit tedious, just occasionally, not too often. So um, I will usually listen to some other music or just read some books that are associated with music, but not necessarily just playing the piano all the time. Mm. Now, I also have read that you have a minor in psychology along with all this. Uh, yes. What made you choose that? Um, one of my favorite composer is Robert Schumann, and he is not only a composer, but also a writer as well. He created the New Music Journal during the 19th century, and also at the last part of his life, he spent two years in the asylum before he died. So I think that was originally why I want to look into psychology, but also it's because when I was taking introduction to psychology classes, the teacher is just too funny, so <laughs> <laughs> I just decided I want to explore more and that that's probably why and I it turned out I really enjoy abnormal psychology so that's kind of the story well let me ask finally if uh, is exposure to western music uh, western classical music typical for someone growing up your age in in your time in Taiwan I well, there are a lot of really great musicians performing in the National Concert Halls, and I will always go there and listen to them. But in terms of how popular it is, I am not quite sure because I attended kind of like a conservatory school, so all my friends are into classical music. Mm. But outside of our class, I don't know if people listen to classical music that much. But for me, I have 6,000 songs in my iPod and most of them are <laughs> classical music. <laughs> well, we're going, we are privileged to hear one final piece. And this is one of uh, uh, Sergei Prokofiev wrote it, but he had trouble playing it. <laughs> and he was no slouch. This is a particularly difficult showpiece for virtuoso pianists. Uh, this is Toccata Opus 11 by Prokofiev.
Staccato Opus 11 performed live on Classical 89. Bri Prokofiev. That concludes another edition of Highway 89. Our guest today has been pianist Fanya Lin of Taipei, Taiwan. Fanya, thank you so much for coming and playing for us. Thank you very much. Truly a pleasure to hear you play. This has been wonderful. We wish you the best as you head off to New York. Come play for us again sometime when you come back. Fanya Lin is an award-winning pianist and for the last four years a student of Dr. Eugene Yang at Weber State University. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your comments and questions. To contact us, simply send an email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a live concert series from the studios of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite and our producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.